and welcome to the fourth episode of Link Latest Asia Biteside Antitrust. I'm Kathleen Gui, and today I'm joined by my colleague Sutipong Kuhasane from our Bangkok office. In this episode, we will provide you with some recent competition law updates in Thailand. As some of you may know, Thailand was one of the first jurisdictions in Southeast Asia to implement competition law back in 1999. Despite having competition law in place for decades, there was little active enforcement. The implementation of the new Trade Competition Act in 2017 is, however, a turning point. Thailand has since become one of the key competitional jurisdictions in Asia, with active enforcement by the new regulator, OTCC, both in behavioral matters and merger control review. Sutipong, would you like to start off by giving us some headlines in Thailand? Thanks, Kath. I think you have rightly mentioned that we now have a very active enforcer in Thailand. So let me tell you a little bit about this, this new regulator. Um, the new regulators were set up under the new Trade Commission Act, which came out in 2017, but the regulator were only set up towards the end of 2018. So it was, it was a year after the law came out and the regulator has been in office for um, two, two and a half years plus. Um, there are two layers of the, the regulator. The, the first layer is the Office of the Trade Competition Commission. And this is the regulator you meet with, you consult with, and then this is the regulator who will handle notifications. There is another layer of regulator, which is the Trade Competition Commission itself. This is the regulator who makes policies, who issue notifications, and who considers merger notifications, for example. The, the number of the members of the Trade Competition Commission has also been reduced from the, the, the old regulator from 12 to 7 members. And this is to promote agility because it was proven under the, the old law that um, there were too many members uh, on, on the commission and it was more difficult to get things moving when there are, you have too many people. Um, the, there is also a, a requirement on the qualification of who can be a member of the Trade Competition Commission. And these are the people who will need to have an expertise in certain areas, for example, law, economics, finance, accounting, industrial sector, business management, or consumer protection. So in this podcast, when we refer to the OTCC, we may be referring to one or both of them, depending on the context. It seems that the changes in OTCC structure has really had an impact on the level of enforcement activities in Thailand. Now, zooming in on the OTCC's enforcement after they have been set up and after the implementation of the new competition law, the OTCC has a strong focus on consumer-related industries. One of the first cases enforced by the OTCC was a conduct of an operator in consumer products, and the other one is conduct of an operator in an automotive market. Now, in both of these cases, the end users, which is the consumer, would be affected by the behavior of these operators. But the interesting point to note here is that in both of the cases, the issues were raised to the regulator by the suppliers who had the relationship with the with the operators. And in both cases, um, the, the issue was the same, that there was 
a anti-competition behavior imposed by the business operator. So for example, in the consumer case, consumer product case, there was an attempt by the, the business operator to prevent the distributor from selling its, the products of its competitors. And in the automotive case, the business operator stopped renewing the distribution contract with its, its distributors without a reason. And the regulator came out and issued that uh, these are anti-competition behaviors and imposed certain um, fines in the consumer product case and issue an order to prevent the business operator from not renewing the distribution agreement. Also, the OTCC power under the TCA extends to issuance of guidelines to restrict or prevent any unfair trade practices in a specific industry. In fact, this seems to be one of the preferred tools of the OTCC, as the regulator has so far issued five guidelines covering modern trade, franchise businesses, food trading, food delivery services, and the, the last addition to these guidelines is the guideline on the credit terms to be used with SME operators. Apart from protecting consumer interests, it seems that one of the top priority agenda for the OTC is to provide adequate protections to the local SMEs. Hmm. It's, it's interesting to note that food delivery platform is one of the industry that was on the OTCC's radar. This is pretty consistent with the enforcement trends in the region where digital platform is in the antitrust, antitrust spotlight in the past year. Sutipong, as, as you mentioned earlier, OTCC has sought to um, address competition concerns by issuing guidelines that are applicable across um, the food delivery sector. Can you tell us a bit more about these guidelines? What are the potential consequences if businesses do not follow them? Yeah, of course. So as a result of the COVID pandemic, on online food delivery platform is experienced booming success and has become increasingly important to the Thai consumers. However, there had been complaints by restaurants that these platforms were overcharging their services or increasing the percentage of the commissions. The OTCC took prompt action to address these concerns by implementing the guidelines for food delivery services in late 2020. The guidelines set out a list of fair practices governing the relationships between food delivery platforms and restaurants. For example, food delivery platforms should not collect unreasonable or discriminatory fees, and advance notice will need to be given to restaurants before they can change any terms of the, of the platform. Any non-compliance with these guidelines could lead to a fine up to 10% of the annual revenue of the, of the platform, which is quite significant. Hmm. I, I think this, this is an interesting measure of comfort, competition enforcement by way of issuance of industrial guidelines. So Dipong, I, I would also like to pick up on the SME's point that you mentioned earlier. Can you elaborate on some examples where OTCC focuses its effort on the welfare of small local businesses? Mm. So SMEs is an important pillar of Thai economy. It is therefore not surprising that the OCC takes into account their interests when implementing its 
competition policies and also when they review merger filings notifications. Over the years, we have seen the government proposing various initiatives to reduce the inequality of bargaining power between SMEs and large corporations. But just this year, the TCC issued its credit terms regulations, which have come into force this December. Essentially, the regulation set out the credit terms applicable to buyers who deal with SME sellers or suppliers. For example, the credit terms when dealing with SMEs selling agricultural products must not be more than 30 days. Businesses which do not comply with these regulations and harm SMEs' interests may be subject to financial penalties. Clearly, this is to promote the competitiveness of SMEs and allow them to thrive in this difficult period of their operations. Also, in a couple of merger cases, the OTCC had granted conditional clearance with certain remedies imposed to the advantage of SMEs. For example, in the conditional clearance last year, the OTCC required the merged entity in the retail sector to buy more products from local SMEs. There was also another example where cooperation was asked from the merging parties to provide continuous support to SMEs, even where the merger itself does not raise any significant competition concerns. Since we are talking about merger cases, I think it is also worth mentioning to our audience some of the developments of merger control regime in Thailand. While OTCC is the new kid on the block, Thailand seems to have become, become an important jurisdiction for many M&A deals. Indeed. There are a number of notifications made to the OTCCs since the, since the implementation of the new competition law in Thailand, either by way of a merger notification or post-merger notification. Although the new trade competition law does not provide for a pre-consultation process for merger filings, in practice, the OTCC is willing to cooperate and agrees to have informal review of merger filing applications before anticipated. And this is to ensure that the filings has all of the information that the regulator would require in order to review a case. Apart from that, the OTCC would take various considerations when reviewing a merger filing notifications. It would take into account big picture, such as the impact of the transaction to the economy as a whole, and we also take narrower review of an impact of the transaction to specific stakeholders, such as consumers and suppliers. In terms of enforcement, the OTCC has also taken active enforcement action against cases where people have failed to comply with filing notifications. Based on public information that we have seen, the OTC had imposed fines in two cases where the merging parties had failed to notify when they specified time, within the specified time for a post-merger notification. Thanks, Sutipong, for this interesting update. I think that's a good place for us to be wrapping up. Sutipong and myself are always happy to discuss further if you have any questions, so please feel free to reach out to us. In the next episode, we'll be covering some of the highlights of Singapore competition law. Thanks for listening and goodbye.